Well, this is the day the Lord has made. We rejoice and we are glad in it. I believe the old church said it's just another day that the Lord has kept us. And so we're so grateful to God for his keeping power. This is Pastor J. Ricardo Smith, and you are listening to the Place of Growth podcast. This is another episode. I say another because I think I gave you guys the wrong episode number. However, you can look at the show notes uh, there where you're listening to this podcast, and it will tell you exactly what episode number we're listening to. And also, if you've never looked at the show notes before, uh, there is an outline that is there for you uh, to view that will share everything that we'll be covering tonight in this podcast episode. Before we get started, I want you to, again, rate and subscribe and share this podcast with others. Uh, Our podcast downloads and subscribers has been growing amazingly well. And so I want to thank the Brown Chapel family, but also uh, our dear friends uh, that are possibly members of other churches or people that may even be searching. Um, We are so grateful that God is using us in this way to minister the word of God to you. As you can continue to listen to Bible study on the go, I believe uh, this is definitely necessary uh, in the times in which we live. And so I'm so grateful that we could come to you in this way. Also, I want to share, we are sharing this Bible study uh, on the uh, heels of a major decision that was made to uh, reopen the state of Georgia uh, during the midst of this pandemic uh, of COVID-19. If you're a member of Brown Chapel Baptist Church, there will be a more official um, way that we will share our position as to where do we go from here as a church family. So I won't waste time to share that here in this medium tonight, but I will say um, that you can become very comfortable listening to us on Wednesdays because I believe for the foreseeable future, uh, this is a method that God will have us to continue to minister. And with that being said, I want to jump right back into our word series as we have focused on being a word-centered church. We started two weeks ago with focusing on the core value of worship. Then on last week, we spent time dissecting the core value of outreach. And tonight, I want to spend time discussing relationships. The scripture we've used and will continue to use is in John chapter 4. And I will just read a few verses for your hearing tonight, beginning in verse number 4. And on tonight, I believe I am reading from uh, the Holman Christian Standard Bible. Uh, It's another study Bible I have, uh, the Spurgeon Study Bible. And so uh, I told you I would try to let you know what versions I'm reading before we uh, delve into the Word of God. And so that's where today's scripture will come from. And I'm going to begin reading in verse number four of John chapter four. It reads, he had to travel through Samaria. He had to travel through Samaria. But if you come down to verses seven and eight, it says a woman of Samaria came to draw water. Give me a drink, Jesus said to her, because his disciples had gone into town to buy food. He had to travel through Samaria. Tonight, I just want to highlight a few things in this passage of scripture that deals with relationships And if I was preaching this, as I have before, I would 
give this a title that says, Meet Me Where I Am. Meet Me Where I Am. What we must understand is that relationships matter. I can tell you, even in the midst of the pandemic, how much relationships matter. You tend to get your hair done or get your hair cut at the same place because you've built relationships. There are preacher friends of mine who are scared to even go live because they don't want their hair to look jacked up or go to the wrong person that might mess up their hair. We get our hair done and our haircuts in the same place because we've built relationships. You tend to get your car serviced by the same company or the same person because you've built relationships there. Whatever your favorite restaurant is, and I would encourage you not to rush back to that restaurant, but wherever your favorite restaurant is, you go there to eat because you've built relationships. And I've come to realize that church is the same exact way. People tend to go where they built relationships, whether they've built the relationship with the pastor, with friends or loved ones, with a family member. People tend to go where they have formed relationship. And in the situations and circumstances where they have not already formed a relationship, if they attend a place where they don't know anyone, what tends to make or break their decision to stay is the nature of the relationships that are formed. Sure, people evaluate places based on the style of worship, the style of the preaching, the activities and the ministries for their age demographics or for their family demographics. But ultimately, at the core of what we do, the church is about relationships. In this particular text, we see relationships on display. Here's what's significant. What's significant. I told you when we talked about the pillar of outreach on last week, that Jesus had to go through Samaria. You see, because Jesus was on a divinely appointed assignment, he had no choice but to go through. I'm trying not to preach this, uh, but when you are on a divinely appointed assignment, you have absolutely no choice but to go through. You've been wondering why God has you where you are because somebody needs to be blessed by what you have. And so God has you where you are now and he's taking you through Samaria because there's somebody there that that has a need that you have been assigned to meet. We see different stages by which this woman came to a relationship with Jesus Christ. See, you see, you see, she doesn't get it all at one time. It's not a, it wasn't an immediate thing. It was an eventual thing. And the first illustration doesn't make it clear to her, but eventually she'll get it. Here's the first illustration that Jesus has with the woman. He tells the woman, give me something to drink. You see, this wasn't just uh, a literal conversation Jesus was having. Jesus was having a spiritual conversation with the woman. Here's my first point that I want you to get tonight. That is that we value relationships because we understand we must meet people where they are. We value relationships 
at the place of growth at at Brown Chapel. We value relationships because we understand we must meet people where they are. We value relationships because they help us meet and to grow with new people. And before Jesus teaches her about worship at the conclusion or towards the conclusion of this chapter, Jesus first establishes a relationship. It's the conversation of the literal versus the spiritual, physical water versus spiritual water, of physical relationships that Jesus speaks of in her life versus the spiritual relationship that she desperately needs. And when you come face to face with Jesus, that gives you an opportunity to build a relationship. Now, I must let you know that when you come face to face with Jesus, you also come face to face with your own sins. When you come face to face with Jesus, you come face to face with your inadequacies and where you are deficient. And the reason we meet people where they are is because if people truly and authentically build relationship with Jesus, their lives will change. We can't expect people's lives to change on their own. We can't expect people's lives to change because we want them to to act or behave in a churchy type of way, in a way that's comfortable for us. But when people come into contact with Jesus, Jesus himself will change their lives. So that tells us we've got to get past all of our rules and our rituals and our routines because we must focus on building relationship. But here's the second point I want you to see tonight, and that is that not only do we value relationships because we must meet people where they are, because truth be told, people met us right where we were as well. But number two, we value relationships because that is the purpose of the body of Christ. That's the purpose of the body of Christ. No one was created to live life in total isolation. I know we are self-quarantined and we are social distancing at the present moment and we are dealing with isolation, but it is not the will of God for us to go through life by ourselves. When we choose to isolate ourselves and separate ourselves, we then operate in a spirit that is antithetical to the Bible and disrespectful to the sacrifice of Christ. It's antithetical to the Bible because the word says we are many members, but one body. We are a unit. We are unified. We are together. We are people that are engaged in relationship. But it's not just antithetical to the Bible, it's disrespectful to the sacrifice of Christ because when you are not connected by way of relationship, you have made the cross of Christ of no effect. You see, the cross is a cross of relationship. I'm sure you've heard an old preacher say this, but the two beams of the cross, the vertical beam is our relationship with God, but the horizontal beam is our relationship with one another. And when you don't value relationships, in essence, you are telling Jesus, I don't care that you died for me. I pause because that's a heavy thought, 
when we are dismissive of relationship. And so I want to charge us. I want to challenge us. I want to implore us to remember that Jesus met this woman in Samaria, this Samaritan woman, because God desired for his son to build relationships. God desires from all of his children, for you and for me, for us to remain in relationship. And when you value relationship, you don't treat people any kind of way. When you value relationship, you're kind to one another. You uplift one another. You share with one another. We Rejoice with those who rejoice. We mourn with those who mourn because we are connected and we are in relationship. We are so connected and we are so in relationship that God has even caused us to feel pain in this season because of the distance that God has caused us to miss people that perhaps we never really got along with anyway. But we found ourselves saying, gosh, I really just wish I could get back to church to see, just, just to see everybody, just to see so-and-so. That, that, those, those moments are there to remind us that God never intended for us to do this by ourselves, but that we would be connected one to another. And so I want to charge you this week, Brown's Chapel family, I want to charge you that because we are in relationship, pastor's been trying to balance so many different types of hats, all while having a terror of a toddler in our home because we have not been able to take him to school. But I want to charge us as a church family to do a couple of things. Number one. If you know that God has called you to be compassionate to others, to check on others, to minister to others, I want you to go to our website, bcoconey.org, and I need you to sign up for the compassion team. The compassion team on our website is an opportunity for you to connect with other members of our church, whether by phone, whether by Zoom meeting, but that you would connect with other members of our church so that you can maintain relationship. And in addition to that, if perhaps you're saying, Pastor, I don't know if that's the team that I've been built for, and you're interested in one of our other teams that we're doing, even while we're in virtual uh, church season, I want to encourage you to pick up the telephone, to call, even for those members who are tech savvy, to text. And I want you to check on another member of our church because we want to be committed to relationships. And church family, I'm believing God is going to bless our church in some amazing ways post-pandemic. And when he does, don't only be in relationship with those who you knew prior to our 
time away from church. I want you to be intentional to build relationships with the new individuals that God is going to send our way. Listen, I told you this is an exciting time. I thank God for it, but I also thank God for the relationships that I have with you. And perhaps you're listening to us from another church. Maybe perhaps you are a local pastor. I would encourage you to do the same thing. That you would reach out to somebody and understand that we cannot believe in Jesus Christ and not have relationship with our fellow man. How can I say that I love the Lord whom I've never ever seen before and forget to say that I love the one whom I walk beside each and every day? How can I look upon your face to show God's love you I must embrace? You're my brother, you're my sister, and I love you with the love of the Lord. I first heard that song back in the late 90s. V. Michael McKay, prolific songwriter, came to do a workshop for my dad's choir. And I've never forgotten that song every day of my life since. We can't say that we love God and we love Jesus and we're so full of the Holy Spirit and forget to say we love our sisters and brothers we see every day. For you've never laid eyes on Jesus, but you've laid eyes on brothers and sisters who were created in the image of God. Let's love one another. Let's build relationships with one another and watch God move in some supernatural ways. I got to pray for you. Then we'll be done with our time together tonight. Eternal and everlasting God, we thank you for creating us not to be islands to ourselves, but for creating us with a necessity for community. Father, I thank you for the community, for the entity, for the branch of Zion that is the Brown Chapel Baptist Church family. Lord, we repent in this season for times where we did not value relationships. We repent for the times we did not operate in a spirit of unity and togetherness. We repent of all the times where we walked by people and did not speak to them. But Father, we ask for your forgiveness and we also implore one another and encourage one another and and, and strongly push one another to never do some of those same things again. But Lord, if you give us another opportunity to enter into the house, Father, we pray that even now our hearts will be changed, that the spirit of unity and the power of relationships will be present in that place. And Father, even as we're waiting to get back and as we're waiting to go back in, I thank you for the commitment that we're going to make to continue to build the right relationships. And we know that you will be glorified 
through it all, and we will be edified in the process. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone said amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us yet again for another episode of the Place of Growth podcast. Again, don't forget to rate, to subscribe, to share. Let somebody know that we're having Bible study in record time because we're doing it on the podcast. I've enjoyed this time and I look forward to joining you next week uh, with another episode of the Place of Growth podcast. As you continue throughout the course of this week, don't just go through it, but grow through it. Be blessed.